Hello and welcome to South Asia Chat, a podcast series brought to you by the Institute of South Asian Studies at the National University of Singapore. I'm your host, Nithya Subramanian, an editor at the Institute. The Bay of Bengal Initiative for Multisectoral, Technical and Economic Cooperation is an organization of seven South Asian and Southeast Asian countries. It was set up in 1997, but became active only in late 2016. Recently, the Vivekananda International Foundation, New Delhi, brought out an edited volume titled Tech: The Journey and Way Forward. We have with us today Dr. Sri Radha Datta, editor of this book. Dr. Sri Radha is Centre Head Neighbourhood Studies and Senior Fellow at BIF. She is also a non-resident senior fellow at ISAS. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here. Let me start by asking you a little bit about the history of the BIMSTEC. The BIMSTEC, as I'd already mentioned, is about two decades old. So can you please share with our audience about this grouping's growth over the years and how successful has it been in achieving its missions and objectives? Yes, certainly. You know, BIMSTEC is actually 25 years old. And uh, I guess many of us didn't realize it. Uh, while we were doing this book, it just kind of dawned on us. And let me, uh, you know, begin with kind of walking you through some of the milestones of this organization, which, as you just mentioned, came into being in 1997 uh, in Bangkok. At that point of time, uh, it was known as BISTEC because uh, comprising members of Bangladesh, India, Sri Lanka, Thailand, and they were known as uh, these members of economic cooperation which was subsequently in uh, December 97 when uh, Myanmar joined this particular grouping and that's when it got the you know nomenclature as BIMSTEC. But certainly it was only in 2004 when we see how Nepal and Bhutan uh, was admitted into this grouping. And then the, you know, the current nomenclature as we know it, which is the Bay of Bengal Initiative for Multi-Sectoral Technical and cooperation, Economic Cooperation uh, came into being. And the first summit subsequently was held in Bangkok in July 2004. So from the time of its conception to the first summit, it was a certainly a, you know, a long walk. There were, of course, uh, numerous meetings at various levels, ministerial certainly, but certain, many officials and technical levels, and uh, which was, you know, culminated in the first uh, BIMSTEC summit. Uh, the last summit was actually held in uh, 2018 in Kathmandu. And we are now looking forward to the next summit, which is the fifth uh, summit at Colombo end of this year. Of course, given the pandemic situation, there has been a bit of uh, rescheduling of this. And, uh, you know, the Secretariat was actually set up pretty late in 2014 in Dhaka. So essentially, it's, you know, a unique kind of organization because for the first time we see economies of South Asia and Southeast Asia coming together for the first time to kind of collaborate and cooperate on a variety of mutual sectors. And what is interesting is that BIMSEC is you know, much less focused on geopolitics and much more on common uh, regional concerns of economic and social development. So while economic cooperation was really identified as the core objective in the initial days, subsequently with time, technology was added. And over time, and, and as we discuss it later, we'll see that has actually added a certainly a flavor to the organization. And presently, we have about 14 core areas of cooperation, which also include trade and investment, transport, communication, energy, uh, climate change, 
public health by right including of course cultural cooperation and uh, you know uh, people to people contact but interestingly each area of cooperation has been identified with different members uh, and you know each of them have been given specific responsibility to, to lead uh, these you know the specific sectors or interest groups i mean the i mean the question that you asked is how much has it done really i mean it's a fact that bimstick has remained extremely low profile and a much under discussed regional association for you know larger part of its existence and also as you mentioned in your introductory remarks that it's only just picked up a momentum from 2016 when the indian pm actually invited the leaders to a retreat in goa also if you recall during his second swearing in ceremony all the bimstick members uh, attended that in delhi and i think you know there was a deliberate trust being given to ensure that bimstick pick, picks up uh, momentum so if i'm looking at it right now uh, i would say there has been some evident progress i mean security cooperation has been a significant you know the dialogue has been uh, ongoing the periodic discussions are underway and in fact the first meeting of the bimstick subgroup on countering radicalization and terrorism in uh, june 2019 uh, looks strong in fact that's a conversation which is ongoing and i think members have constantly emphasized and this is you know being the sensitive subject that it is but i think each member kind of rallies around this and has also you know looked at how we could be using uh, the internet and the social media uh, to counter these radical uh, Uh, you know activities which is all around us not only inside bimstick region but even around us and also i think each member is interested in ensuring that we kind of use uh, you know information technology uh, and digital platforms to ensure that all of the member groups are on the same page and you know kind of take this forward uh, interestingly the other very uh, i think a noted aspect of development has been the cross border infrastructural facilities Uh, this has of course been developed in the you know sub region of south asia but india has also been pushing for the trilateral highway which connects india to myanmar and thailand and you know the whole idea is that uh, south asian southeast asian countries would now be able to trade with each other and you know the commerce arrangements the projects involving uh, both these economies will ensure a possible economic integration i mean you know it it holds promise as of now i can say that there hasn't been much headway in terms but the fact that these developments these cross border infrastructure facilities are being put in place it also would mean that in times to come this would something that all you know would affect positively all the uh, member countries in fact um, uh, in this coming summit uh, we are hoping that the bimstec master plan for transport connectivity is going to be adopted uh, which is also going to be i think you know a game changer of sorts apart from the fact that i think there are several mous which pertains to um, Uh, you know security aspects so you know and uh, also i think technology transfers are going to be signed so three mous are slated to be signed for the summit and uh, over the years we've seen that while there has been a lot of conversation on many core areas climate change is something that everybody is worried about and india has been hosting the bimstec center for weather and climate facility which every member agrees has been uh, very very useful uh, component for all of them because it's been able to provide you know disaster early warnings and you know these kind of things which are critical in a uh, in the region so and i i just want to 
add here the other conversation which looks interesting but of course this wall you know a particular author in this volume uh, has discussed very interestingly is on the free trade agreement which is again a conversation which had started long ago but uh, i think this chapter here is a bit cautionary it says that you know while fta uh, in principle would allow for sufficient market access amongst the member you know countries in whether it's goods services and investment but i think there's a lot of work to be done and essentially uh, india and thailand actually has to take the onus here because they are the ones who are in a you know advanced stage of uh, uh, market access to most of what is already underway in the region so i think uh, i mean i would hope and i think that bimstick is poised at interesting times and this summit uh, which we expecting end of the year to be held in colombo would actually kind of you know finalize many of these core issues which are being discussed thank you for this wonderful overview and i think you've covered a lot of topics that have also been dealt with in this book that you have edited uh, and we have also been you also mentioned prime minister modi calling uh, the bimstech members for his swearing in Uh, so this ties in very well with my next question, which is that some analysts and watchers of developments in South Asia have commented that BIMSTEC has emerged as the preferred grouping of countries in South Asia. What are your thoughts on this? You know, certainly, if you look at the past experience in South Asia, where we were not able to see much progress. Uh, BIMSTEC experience is different because uh, there is really no bilateral conflict here. i mean the core issue which was you know unlike in sark experience uh, there is no protracted bilateral difference within the bimstech member countries which is not the case in south asia earlier and this certainly lends to a environment which is of trust and goodwill and uh, what essentially bimstech has been able to convey is that individually every country member country is going to benefit by being in this group and of course you know the fact that they three very rapidly growing asian economies india bangladesh thailand and although i would i mean certainly admit that the pandemic has put a spanner to many of the growth stories but i think everybody is very happy to be you know in a situation where these rapidly rising economies are able to generate not only interest for engagement but also you know open up opportunities which was not there earlier so you know the sub regional grouping of south asia and southeast asia which is i guess as i said devoid of you know particularly any uh, strong political uh, conflict or tension is likely to find that this you know growth stories is going to help each one kind of develop and you know you, uh, enable to you know access what is they thought was potentially available in south asia which wasn't which wasn't the case when we realized that it wasn't i mean you know political issues were holding us back hopefully in bimstech uh, you know the fact that there's a whole range of cooperative sectors being discussed at various levels will take this uh, momentum forward uh, now onwards and the lack of political uh, tension of course is a major major uh, underlying reason as to why everybody is looking forward to uh, pushing this uh, regional organization but that apart there have been several regional developments such as the growing prominence of china um the uneasy relationship between india and china the rise of smaller states such as bangladesh sri lanka and nepal all these have actually put a spotlight on institutions like the bimstech 
Firstly, do you see China making a greater push for an entry into the BIMSTEC? And if so, what would India's reaction and response be to that? You know, in several of these uh, think tank meetings that I've attended, we've, I've seen how uh, through some of the members, China has been pushing to become a member of BIMSTEC. I don't know whether it has been done at any official level or not really, but it is certainly a contentious issue. I mean, there is no doubt about the fact. And I recall at many of these um, think tank meetings where many of the member countries have suggested, and again at various levels, uh, about how, you know, this, uh, uh, this other regional, sub-regional organization that India was very much part of, which is the Bangladesh-China-India-Myanmar uh, regional cooperation, which would also, you know, kind of weave in together very well with BIMSTEC. But uh, given the fact that, you know, the Sino-Indian political tension, which exists at this point of time, I really do not see India supporting any such move to accept China in the group. There is, again, as I'm saying, that several times in various of our, at, at our level, think tank level, We've seen how members have often said that uh, BIMSTEC would uh, probably, you know, progress uh, faster if we had China, which is actually a kind of a, uh, you know, region which is working with each member countries very effectively. But uh, it is highly unlikely that India would support any such initiative at this point of time uh, to include China in BIMSTEC. And uh, I think it has often and quite rightly been argued that India's motivation to develop BIMSTEC is... Uh, in fact, driven by the fact that they don't want any detra detractions taking place. I mean, you've seen how Pakistan has uh, stymied issues in SARC. And of course, uh, um, keeping China out is something which is important at this point of time, given the tension that India has with uh, you know, China. So while India is certainly trying to push the economies of you know South Asia, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bhutan to you know connect and integrate better with Southeast economies, I think the presence of China would certainly upset the balance that exists and, you know, would also introduce an element of, uh, how would I say, tension, which I don't think right now, uh, the fact that the regional process is in, a, in, in various process of integration, various stages of integration, uh, I would suggest that, you know, there would be any positive element in including China in this time. And I think member countries in BIMSTEC are probably in a better position to shape and deal with the regional issues now. And all of them are, I think, working together on a very positive platform for both to ensure cooperation at various levels and also at the organization structure. Right now, I think a kind of a uh, well-knit organization structure is important to ensure that BIMSEC's journey is, uh, you know, captures far greater momentum than it has in the past. And any element of including uh, another bilateral tension would certainly stymie that process. Uh, you rightly mentioned that several member countries of the BIMSTEC have been beneficiaries of China, especially the BRI, the Belt and Road Initiative. But at the same time, we are also seeing the US-led Indo-Pacific strategy playing out in the region. So with growing Sino-American competition, what impact do you see, do you, do you think these developments will have on regional security and the BIMSTEC? Uh, you know, as you correctly noted, and I think apart from uh, Bhutan and India, I think all the other countries are participating in, you know, China's One Belt, One Road project. And, but again, right here, India's reservations have been made very clear. 
and uh, while india also at the same time I, I i did mention earlier has been uh, you know focusing and there's a huge thrust being given on the building cross border transport corridors which is not only across south asia which is the bangladesh bhutan india nepal region but also with myanmar thailand and you know the actis policy is only going to be supporting all these initiatives which are you know kind of appearing in the sub region so at the same time while china also has been working very closely with all these economies and pushing for great infrastructure facility i think india wants to kind of you know ensure the kind of infrastructure uh, structures that it's building with all its neighbors will also push for a transport corridor and enable you know trade and transport to take off like never before seen in the region while it's true that you know given the geopolitics of the time that quad also has been very active in the region and uh, i think at the same time while quad has been discussing various other activities india has also been uh, uh, discussing many of these activities with uh, the bay of bengal members with the bimstech members and i think recently india convened a virtual meeting with the bimstech members to discuss the you know naval exercise in the bay of bengal so india is aware and recognizes you know what are the larger extra regional interest in the bay of bengal area and how it affects each and every uh, bimstech member country but india is going to try and raise the momentum of the sub region i think that thrust as i as we discussed from 2016 has been very very obvious and uh, many of the projects that india is planning with many of its members are likely to also converge with the kind of policy that us has for the sub region we've seen how many of these you know asian uh, in adb bank uh, infrastructure projects and, and others are also coinciding with each other to kind of support that uh, trade and commerce momentum uh, that is going to uh, you know we hope that is going to be picked up very soon at the same time i think it's you know it's uh, we do need to understand that uh, how the sino indian tension is real and also how the members actually perceive and react to that does kind of you know pose a challenge for maintenance of peace and stability in the region and i think we we need to understand that and not put it under the carpet i think it's it's a point in time when india and i think india has been pretty clear about it and also i think a frank conversation with all the members and how bimstech can be benefited together is a conversation that is much required and uh, while we do understand the extra regional issues which affect uh, the bay of bengal area and this whole indo pacific but frank conversations and i think everybody understands the causes for tension here and you know meeting it addressing it is probably a good way forward i would also like to touch upon uh, the problems that uh, bangladesh and myanmar are currently facing they have both been affected by the coup and the rohingya crisis what impact will these developments have on the efficacy of the bimstech to bring about social progress in the sub region you know as you rightly say this is a certainly a very grave situation right now being faced uh, by myanmar and uh, not only the about the coup but also the large exodus of rohingya which took place and which has certainly added some tension uh, to the bimstech grouping it, i think it is important that we examine the role of bimstech uh, members and what is often perceived as their uh, 
apparent lack of interest in pushing for a crisis resolution. I think this has caused heartburn in some of the BIMSTA mem member countries, especially Bangladesh, who, as we know, has hosted the largest number of ref uh, refugees, the Rohingya refugees from Myanmar, Rakhine region. So while at the same time, I would actually say here, and this is again, given the fact that we've been made, uh, part of many of these BIMSTEC think tank uh, conversation, that both, I mean, both Bangladesh and Myanmar is convinced that while a Rohingya crisis uh, is a uh, you know, important and critical bilateral uh, tension, which has potential to explode in the regional environment and in, you know, terms of the unrest and radicalization that many are drawing our attention to. But at the same time, it's not an issue that which, you know, would kind of um, hijack the positive momentum that BIMSIG is now picking up. And we've also seen that, you know, this, uh, it has certainly a whole lot of implications for both the states, I mean, the bilateral countries involved in BIMSTEC, but also for the regional and global politics. Uh, but I think it is important that, you know, the affected states uh, would right now need greater uh, impetus to actually work towards resolving the crisis. And while, I mean, they both sides have often agreed that it's no point you know, ignoring it or being in denial. But, you know, we'll have to have smart thinking introduced to see how we can resolve the issue. And I think what many have suggested, especially our friends from Myanmar, that uh, there is a far greater political will at this point of time to establish closer cooperation amongst the member countries. And what I've seen is not only as, you know, diplomatic efforts at the government level, but several subnational levels uh, initiatives have actually ensured that the members are able to kind of do some out-of-box thinking about this particular you know, problem, which is very, very important. And I don't think any of the members want, uh, you know, that this particular, especially the Rohingya problem, dilutes uh, the, the important uh, developments that are taking place within uh, BIMSTEC. But uh, also we have to ensure that the conversation you know, continues and ensures it doesn't assume the proportion that it can do when it's left unattended. At the same time, I mean, the, the reference to the coup has taken everybody by surprise. I mean, we know that. And, you know, there has been issues. And, of course, we are hoping that uh, there is some kind of... Uh, you know, the anti-coup group that is coming in, there is some active engagement happening on that uh, process. And we hope that while the pandemic has created uh, havoc amongst all the countries, including BIMSTER member countries, uh, the coup added a very serious element to it. And with the kind of hardship that people have faced is, you know, we, we've seen the images, which is really, really strong and sad. But uh, I think it's time that the member countries and, you know, extra regional efforts are put in place. And while many have often, you know, seen how at times the hopelessness, I mean, the situation seems very hopeless, but I don't think it is. And I think it, what we need to understand is that the entire international community needs to stand with the people of the land and people of Myanmar, what they want. And I think right now to deliver uh, social and, you know, uh, stability to them and ensure that, you know, the kind of economic progress that we saw this region was growing should not uh, kind of fall on the margins just because of this political uh, 
you know change that happened hopefully we are looking for stable times ahead it's it's a difficult process it, it it's not something that we can do overnight but uh, i think all of the member countries are kind of at some level or the other trying to ensure whether at a bilateral level whether at conversations within the region or with extra regional members to ensure that political stability in myanmar is uh, introduced and uh, i think the only way forward is to have some very very constructive dialogue uh, by being in denial or buying not having a conversation we will only you know we should learn from our past experiences where uh, we've often not talked about political issues and i think and i and even here in this book we are constantly talking about that that how member countries need to be engaged in the process at various levels and that's a whole positive element about bimstech that we don't necessarily have to do it at the government level but there are many other opportunities that lie within the bimstech members where we are able to look at the crisis through various multi level uh, uh, prism and see how best we can kind of address these outstanding issues i think um, you have covered um, a lot with regard to the bimstech and um, i would really like to thank you for joining us at this podcast i think we are in for some interesting times so we will reconnect again and uh, talk when there are more developments um, thank you for your time today dr shri radha thank you very much it was such a pleasure to discuss this session i look forward to uh, you know all of us in engaging with the bimstech process in the days to come forward and i hope this particular book that we worked on uh, for the last one year is going to be something which is of a different sort and you know introduces elements and uh, it also of course i just want to add as a you know as uh, while finishing off that this book actually uh, kind of highlights many of the other issues that we could you know discuss in terms of taking this forward on a much more a positive trajectory than what you've seen in the last 25 years so hopefully the journey ahead will be uh, much more constructive much more positive and will ensure tangible benefits for all the member countries working together on this common platform thank you nitya thank you uh, isas for this opportunity you were listening to south asia chat to learn more about our work visit us at isas.nus.edu.sg you can also follow us on facebook twitter and linkedin